Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up-and-coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I am your host, James Ashley, and today I will be connecting you with Christian Haukius. Christian is property manager at Menkes Developments and manages their downtown mixed-use commercial portfolio. He holds an honors degree from Ryerson University in urban planning and currently is working towards his RPA designation with BOMA. With over 10 years in real estate, Christian has experienced a range of disciplines, including leasing, underwriting, research analysis, client relations, and property management. With his father, Peter, and two brothers, Jason and Mark, all working inside the industry, the Hulkiers family name is well known in Canadian property management. An up and coming star with a passion for learning, leadership, the human connection, and building lasting relationships, it's my pleasure to introduce Christian Hulkiers. Christian, welcome to the People Who Perform podcast. Great to have you with us today. James, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Let's begin our conversation today by setting the scene. And firstly, we'd like to learn about your career path, how you've navigated your way through the industry. And let's talk about some of the lessons that you've learned along the way. So I'm going to take you back to the earlier days when you started out in brokerage before moving into commercial debt and then onto property management. Kicking off with the first question, what was your first job in real estate and what valuable lessons did you learn? I started uh, working actually commercial brokerage, so leasing and sales. Um, and it was interesting because I, I joined a team at the time that was star-studded. We had a senior guys in the industry, a gentleman by the name of Rob Armstrong, Eamon Murphy, and, and Bill Argeropoulos. And they were guys that you know I had heard about over the years. Um, I wanted to be part of a team that they were on to learn from. And really, the impetus for me to get into and work with uh, JLL and real estate um, on the commercial side was to learn the market. I knew about commercial real estate. I didn't really know what it entailed. I'm, I had been kind of around it all my life, but I didn't quite understand fully. Um, so when I had an opportunity to work with Jones Lang, I jumped at the chance. Joining a team and being a research analyst really kind of exposed me to a lot of different facets of the business. I realized that at that point that sales was a really critical component, leasing. Without having good agents and, and being able to do deals, buildings wouldn't get full and, and tenants wouldn't grow and be happy. So I thought that that was a really critical component. The other piece that that was really a big takeaway for me was I was in an environment that I was allowed to make mistakes. And I thought that that was really critical for my early development, um, learning in the business. Um, when you when you work for a team or part of you're part of a team that, you know, you don't feel worried about making mistakes. It really allows you to excel and, and, and you know, take chances and think outside the box and, and really feel like you can contribute um, at, a, at a young age. So. I was lucky in, in having that exposure very early in my career. Having those boundaries in place or not having those boundaries in place to fail, shall we say, right, definitely has a big impact in terms of how you perform and how you push those boundaries as well. Um, so with those lessons that you were receiving from this star-studded team, yeah. what, were some of the, what were some of the boundaries there that you were pushing in, in your own learning and your own performance? Just to back up a second, I think that when it comes to being part of a team, when you feel like you have advocates on your side and that they can support you and they're your, your cheerleaders, so to speak, it really allows you to grow as a person. So 
I remember them bringing me on pitches and being part of conversations and bringing me into the boardroom to listen to conversations. And just the exposure that I was able to um, be part of at ripe age of 22 years old learning um, from them was was really great. It came to a point where they said, Christian, you know what? You can take care of this. Go ahead and take care of the brokers or, or you know, go do this pitch on your own. So that was a really tremendous piece for me because I feel that baptism by fire sometimes is the best way to learn. So being thrown into the deep end, so to speak. I recall speaking with with my boss at the time, Bill, and I said to him, I feel like I'm on an episode of The Apprentice because it felt like I was running all the time, right? Trying to make sure that I didn't mess up. And, and he kind of said to me at one point, slow down, understand what you have in front of you and, and the experience, because this is something that you're going to learn from and, and you're going to grow from. So it was a really cool opportunity for me at an early age to kind of get exposed. Let's talk about the personal investments that you've made now. And we're going to look at three parts to this. Education, mentoring, and the real estate associations that you're a part of. So starting with education, starting with learning, how have you continued to invest in your professional and personal development when it comes to learning and education? Yeah, so I studied urban planning at Ryerson. I didn't know much about the program. I knew that it was a program that, that a lot of commercial real estate professionals um, had partaken in or had been part of or at some point studied. So naturally, when that, when that opportunity came about, um, my, my father was extremely excited at the fact that I could kind of be um, potentially in, in the industry. So I learned a lot in that program. Um, I met some really great people. One of the biggest takeaways uh, for me was just understanding that you have to work together over a four-year period. We had a very small group of, uh, of classmates, uh, intimate program. And so over the years, you develop very good bonds. But what you also learned was you had to rely on each other um, and you wanted to be part of a team because what you did realize, what I realized sorry, through that process was that I was able to learn from my peers. So when I got into the industry and the education piece, a lot of the education that I, that I picked up was through osmosis. Um, I mean, of course, I, I joined BOMA um, or at the time, sorry, I joined NAOP. Um, so I was exposed to some of the leadership series there and some of the seminars and different things that way. But what I did learn was that, you know, when you sit down with a group of individuals who are best in class, you certainly have the opportunity to take away something very valuable in that lesson, even if it's a 10 minute conversation. You know, I haven't really abandoned that approach. It doesn't really matter what age, what you know, part of your career that you're in. It's, it's critically important to always make sure that you walk in with an open mind and you're able to learn from the people sitting around you. So that education piece for me hasn't changed. Um, transitioning, um, as I got out of brokerage, moved into some other facets of, of the career. BOMA was, a, was an excellent place to start on the property management side. So I did feel that you know joining BOMA with the exposure that you have to some of the, the best in the industry, not only the mentorship, but the networking opportunities, and then some of their, also their seminars and their education series. The RPA is a wonderful program, um, really gives you the background, um, and it really helps solidify your skill set. I'm in the midst of that program right now. It's almost like you know each day that you wake up is an opportunity for you to learn, and that's my approach. So I, I feel that there's a teachable moment in almost everything that, you know, that I'm exposed to. There are so many different avenues and opportunities for us to learn um, the traditional roots of the higher education. It is an industry where once you do immerse yourself in these associations, there are so many opportunities to get involved in programs, designations, certifications. Let's move on to talking about mentorship now. Sure. So you've been both a mentee, but also you've been a personal coach outside yeah. of the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about how those experiences have impacted on you? 
I've had the privilege and blessing of being mentored by, you know, one of the best in the industry in my father. And so I think with, you know, having that exposure and, and learning constantly being reminded of things and being held to a higher standard, I, when I graduated university, I felt that it was important to help empower other people and share that message because what's the point of having information if you can't share it? I got into personal coaching. It was more on the fitness side, but the interesting thing is, is that personal coaching is something that regardless of what it is, there's a human connection element that really does galvanize somebody's goals, the personality. It helps to reinforce good things and, and maybe determine um, where things need to be adjusted. So the personal coaching for me has been a tremendous opportunity. I've learned a lot about myself, but more importantly, I've learned how to goal set to help others achieve their best version of themselves and also pay it forward. And I think that's the biggest piece is being able to empower someone to go out there with their confidence to say, I can help other people. Mm-hmm. And it's that little, it's that ripple effect that you're able to implement across whatever sector it is. It doesn't really matter. The ability for someone to be open-minded enough to share information and be willing to receive it, whether it's good or bad, is something that has been a very valuable lesson in my career. And I learned that from a young age, you know, when, you know, you make a mistake and, and your father says, Hey, we probably could have done this a little bit differently, but it's a learning opportunity. It was a, it was a good experience for you. And, you know, I've been very blessed in, in having those opportunities. And then, you know, when I extend it to my career, I've been exposed to some really great leaders um, on the leasing side. Again, like I said, when I joined JLL, Rob Armstrong and Eamon Murphy were great guys. Um, they really helped me learn about the business. Bill Argeropoulos was my direct mentor. You know, he's a best-in-class industry expert um, on the research and, and analytical side in the commercial real estate industry. And then just the exposure I had to different individuals in the industry. You mentioned the point exposure, and I'm curious for our listeners to learn how much of that, Christian, do you attest to you proactively stepping out, putting your hand in the air, and asking for support versus how many people in this industry are just willing to help you on your way? I think that for me, a large portion of it has been the willingness of people around me to be there and support or, or reach out and, and give me the opportunity. When a door is, is, is open, you have to take the opportunity to walk through it. I think early in my career, I was a bit tentative. And going back to you know one of my initial comments about the fact that I had an advocate, I, w- I felt like I was able to you know, have the confidence to maybe walk through that door a little bit more freely than somebody of similar age. There were pieces in the middle of, you know, the last 13 years where I felt that maybe I wasn't the most confident. And so I didn't take those opportunities. But I've realized over the last seven years being in property management, I really, really enjoy what I do. I I have a passion for it. I love what I do because that has grown. That confidence uh, has built. Um, I feel that now I'm much more willing to put my hand up and kind of run run towards it as opposed to kind of having people coax me along and encourage me to get there. So yeah, it's a bit of both, but you have to be willing to put your hand up and, and walk towards the challenge. You do. And that brings us into uh, the present day and your current job. Um, what do you enjoy most about where you're at at this point in time in your career? You know, it's funny, it may be cliche, but I feel very uh, thankful for the team that I'm part of. You know, I, I go to work every day with a smile on my face. In our business and property management, you don't know what you're going to encounter on a daily basis. You, you know, you may have a rough idea, but a lot of times the playbook gets thrown out the window and you have to pivot very quickly. I, I really am, am just feel very thankful for the team that I'm part of. I get to go to work every day, spend time with people that I get to learn from, whether it's, you know, you know the something as simple as conversation that I have or, or project that we're working on. I really feel that I'm very lucky to wake up and be me every day. Um, so yeah, so definitely has to be team that I'm part of. 
Um, the other piece that is really important to me is that, that human connection. If you bump into somebody in an elevator and you may have a 10 second or 15 second conversation, there's always, to me, a, a takeaway from it. So whether it's 30 seconds or, or, or 30 minutes, um, I find that I'm constantly in the learning mode. Um, but there's also a self-reflection piece that's really important. You're able to kind of take away from it too. So with that self-reflection, you're able to learn and grow daily. Um, and the beautiful thing is that every day you have a fresh start. So, you know, I do feel really lucky to be part of such a, a great culture that we're building, you know, at the office and part of the, the complex that, that I work in. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's been quite tremendous, to be honest. Would you like to join an industry association that develops, promotes, and advances best management practices? The Building Owners and Managers Association, known across the industry as BOMA, provides members with access to exceptional education programs and events and valuable networking opportunities. The Toronto members include leading building owners, property and facility managers, developers, and industry suppliers. To learn more about the association and how you can become a member, visit bomatoronto.org. Christian, we're going to move the conversation now towards what motivates you. So with that, the first question here is, inside of your work, what puts the fire in your belly and what gets you out of bed every day? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the driving force for me is being the best version of myself uh, every day. That's That does sound a little bit cliche at, at, at times when people say that, but for me, it's it's being able to kind of learn from my interactions, getting up and, and feeling like I can contribute. Just realizing that, you know, being given another day is, is, is a gift for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel that, you know, being able to be the best version of myself comes from a lot of different sources. But ultimately, it's about having your, your ears open and your eyes open, you know, on a daily basis and appreciating what you've got. You've uh, had the first decade in your career or a little over a decade in your right. career. You've gone through a number of different rotations from the brokerage to the commercial debt to property management. At the point where you are now, how do you define success in your career today? When I started in the business, um, like probably many younger people, um, I felt that you know getting a promotion or hitting you know certain milestones were were really important for me. Now, having been through a few things and uh, different rotations, as you put it, and learning from failure because failure is a really important teacher. I have thrown the five-year, ten-year, fifteen-year. Uh, goal or plan out the window. Uh, I've, that playbook does not exist for me. It may be a little bit unorthodox, but for me, um, the most important piece is making sure that I look at every day um, with a with a very clear lens and understanding that there are successes and failures daily. But if you generally um, are consistent, you make the right decisions or and honest decisions. And I don't mean right because you're not always going to make the right call. It's just impossible. But making honest decisions with the information that you have at hand and you treat people the right way that, that generally things do work out. So success for me is is being able to look back on the year and saying, wow, like I, I did a lot or I contributed in, in, a, in a tremendous way. And and I, and I do feel that when I have that very honest self-talk, that things take care of themselves. Uh, I truly do believe that. As long as, as long as it's coming from a sincere place and the decisions are honest, then yeah, I, I think it, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of worked out. So, It sounds to me as if you are very focused on the present. Each day, as you said, is an opportunity to, to wake up, uh, to get into the office, to be with the team, and to make a difference. Thanks for sharing your comments there. 
when when it's more of a gray day or a rainy day and uh, motivation is running low, what does Christian Halkias do to raise his game and boost those levels of motivation? For me, there are days where I have a hard time getting motivated, to, to your point. Um, I think we all go through that. I know in, on the property management side, we are in a human business. Um, we're all about the human connection. And sometimes it comes overwhelming for some people because we're always trying to do the right thing or, or you know, make sure that the customer is taken care of. So, so sometimes we're depleted, uh, needless to say. And so I find for me, acceptance is a really big piece. I think for me, I learned a long time ago that if I fought my emotions and, and tried to just toughen up and, you know, the, the cliche phrases that we hear out there being, being tough, I found that for me, that was counterproductive. You know, what I've taken away and what I've learned is that accepting where I am in the process is really important because I understand then what it feels like when I'm not there and, and what I feel it feels like when I'm motivated and I'm, you know, doing well or I'm feeling good. The other piece that really helps is, is, being able to, you know, keep my mental health and my physical health intact. I do exercise uh, regularly. I actually view exercise as a palate cleanse, if you will. So if I've had a hard day or a tough day, the rule of thumb for me is that I don't bring that home. Um, my my home is my sanctuary. And so I make sure that whatever negative or, or frustrated thoughts they may have, I, I, I turn that into a positive. Um, so I make sure that when I get home, I'm clear. I typically make the best decisions after I've had a, a good workout. A lot of clarity mm-hmm. comes to me. It also allows me to really replenish my well. Um, I think all of us have a, a reserve tank that we can go to when we need to, to dig deep, so to speak. Um, and, and I find that that is, uh, has been really critical for me, just being able to recalibrate on a daily basis. But the one thing that I will stress is that it's really important for people to, when they're having a hard time, to be okay with that. Mm. There's no rush in getting out of it. You'll get out of it. You'll get through it when you're ready to get through it. And sometimes there's a lesson to, to be learned through that experience. The advice that I would give to someone who, you know, maybe going through something like that is it's okay to feel the things. It, it's okay to mm. feel emotion and, and to not be happy all the time, because, you know, quite frankly, that is not necessarily realistic. If you're able to get out of bed every day and be happy, that's amazing, but not everyone is uh, wired that way. So so you got to do what what is best for for you and the individual. It's fantastic advice. I, I could certainly uh, share in that where there is these expectations on us to perform. There are expectations to you know deliver, get the result. And um, as you mentioned earlier, this industry can be overwhelming. There is a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving people. There's a lot of problems and troubleshooting that needs to take place. And that takes on a different form of energy that we have to expend. And so just stepping back from that for a moment and saying to yourself, it's okay to feel the way I feel and just to surrender to that way of feeling in itself is such an enriching experience. I think there's great lessons that people can take from that. Let's now shift to getting to know you better. As a young boy, as a child, as a, as a whippersnapper, as we would say back home, um, what, what did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, aside from wanting to play in the NHL like every other kid growing up playing hockey in this country, um, I think tangibly I actually wanted to be part of a SWAT team. I remember growing up playing cops and robbers with my brothers. There was just always a piece that I really admired about watching those shows or and then as I got older, I, I really understanding, you know, what what actually the discipline that it took for these individuals to to put their lives on the line when, the, you know, the pressure mattered most to protect others. I thought that that was such a, a noble calling. No ego involved at all. I, I, you know, 
there was a brief hiatus that I had in my career about seven years ago where I actually uh, did my police testing. I thought that that was maybe the avenue I was going to travel down. So yeah, it was it was one of those things where I just kind of when I I saw it and I thought that's what I want to do. Much to my parents' um, happiness, we'll call it, um, I didn't end up going down that road. I think they probably wouldn't have been able to sleep at night um, and any other loved ones in my life. So, so I, I think that I probably chose the right career errors and and you know in, in hindsight, but. Um, but yeah, it was always it was always something to do with you know being physical and, and helping others. I mean, it was a, almost it was as if it was a you know a calling to be some be part of something bigger than myself, and that was kind of why um, I wanted to do that. So yeah, it was great uh, growing up with two brothers of, of, of you know similar age, and we were able to you know wrestle and fight each other and, and do all the things that boys do. Um, and we're very close to to this day, and we're, we're best friends. So it's 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 you know it's been great. So it's a Sunday afternoon. You're sitting around the dinner table with the Halkios clan. You've got your dad there, Peter, Mark's there, Jason's there. There's a lot of real estate going on yeah. <laughs> inside, of, inside of that gathering. How long does it take for you guys to put aside the real estate and focus in on the family stuff? That's a very uh, fluid question. Um, and the, the response is fluid in, in so far as it really depends on the type of week that we've all had. Now, I, I have to preface this this question by saying that I feel so sorry for my mom. And a mom, I'm so sorry for um, <laughs> always exposing you to these types of things because I know that's not what you want to talk about and you hear about it all the time. There is a lot of brainstorming, a lot of best practice sharing that we do do. We talk about a lot of different scenarios and situations that we face in our on our day-to-day. And, and I think it's a really great opportunity for us to learn from one another. But it's also, once the sounding board a piece of the conversation's over. Um, we really can appreciate the fact that we're all so close. And it's one of those things that, you know, oddly enough, unites us more um, and it brings us closer together. And, and we're a very tight-knit family. Real estate aside, I think we're able to really prioritize the family time when we need to. We know that there's a time and place. And so if it's just a casual Sunday, that it may be points where it's sprinkled in. But ultimately, we're able to really just enjoy each other's company um, and really spend the time. And, you know, and it's funny with with all of the things that are happening in the world right now with the pandemic, we, we you know, every Sunday is usually when we spend time together. And FaceTime is great and Zoom is, is awesome, but it doesn't do it justice. Um, so I think that the conversations following this will be very different. Uh, work will not really be a thing. And I think in a weird way, when when things like this happen, the black swan uh, effect happens, it really forces you to really reprioritize and, and really uh, appreciate what you have. And so maybe this will slow us down a bit as a family. Um, and I think of that that's exciting for me and, and also for my mom, you know, <laughs> no more real estate talk. So <laughs> I'm sure your mom will really appreciate that. And she'll probably appreciate the fact that you guys are taking a little bit more time to eat her delicious Greek food that exactly. she's serving up as well. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Knowing what you know now, what piece of advice would the Christian Haukius of today give to the younger Christian Haukius? The benefit of hindsight. Um, <laughs> I think for me, if I were to tell my younger self or my past self, we'll call it, I think being patient. I was very impatient when I started in the business, you know, being able to appreciate the ups and downs for what they are and, and for what they teach you. And that ultimately at the end of it, it's all supposed to happen this way. There's a there's a bigger plan out there and uh, we may not see it sometimes, but there's a component where understanding that you don't know the answers, you don't have the answers. 
when you're able to digest that and, and appreciate that that's what it is, the reduction of anxiety and all the stress that you may feel coming into the business or, or you know, into the industry or in the day-to-day that you experience really does uh, subside. I do think that it's the patience and just being okay with it. it things happen in it, it, our life. I think the message there is crawl before you can walk, before you can run and just slowing down at times and yeah. understanding that there's parts to this that are inside of your control and there's parts to this that are not both in the ability to deliver, to do, to take on the knowledge. And so just be patient, be kind to yourself and be patient along the way and things will happen. Sometimes it just takes time. Yeah. And for me, now that I, again, I'm looking back, 95% of the things that have happened in, in my career, for example, 95% of that has not been in my control. 5% I can control perhaps. Um, the rest of it, I can't worry about. I can only do my best every day. So, you know, if you're, if you're making those honest decisions, as I spoke about earlier, then I think it, you know, it works out. Christian, it has been such a pleasure listening to you today. Thanks for sharing. It's been great to get to know the journey that you've taken. And for somebody who's closer towards the sunrise of the career than the sunset, you certainly impart a lot of wisdom um, and knowledge. And you've really been a sponge for taking on uh, this industry and really learning as much as you can. And I really acknowledge you for doing that. It brings me now to the last question, which is, what piece of advice would you now give to those that are looking to get started in the commercial real estate industry? What would you like to say to those people? The first piece is for me, advice that I can impart on people is, is to do as much as you possibly can. Get the most exposure, put your hand up. Don't be shy. Don't, don't worry about making a mistake. You know, run towards things. Um, I wish I had done that a little bit earlier in my career. Party to that is, is being a true human being really making sure that you are present and you make those genuine, sincere connections. The one thing that I can can say um, when I look at my father's career and I guess his legacy now that he's kind of solidified is that he has relationships that he's had in place for the better part of 35 years. You don't get those and then develop those relationships without a sincerity and a level of tact and honesty. If you're coming into the business and you shake somebody's hand, look them in the eye and remember their name because that's really critical, I think, because we are in a small industry. We're in a, an amazing industry. We can have a very um, blessed life and we get to work with colleagues and friends. And, and so being able to be a genuine human being and doing as much as you can will lend itself to you know your career taking care of itself. So that's kind of how I look at it. I simplify, boil it down. And that's really what it is. It's about human connection and and making sure that you appreciate those moments when blessed enough to experience them. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers podcast brought to you by Highview Partners, a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn, visit us at highviewpartners.ca.